0: Hi guys, welcome to the Headphone Show. My name is Andrew and today we're gonna talk about the Moondrop Starfield. This is a dynamic driver in-ear monitor that comes in right at around $110. So this is an entry-level IEM, so let's take a look. This unit was provided by Shenzhen Audio. There's a link in the description, and I'll also leave a link to the community forum where you can see what other people are saying about this IEM as well. Now, as with most of my reviews, we're gonna go over the build quality, design, and comfort. We're gonna talk about detail, retrieval, speed and dynamics, soundstage and imaging and timbre, and then we're gonna talk about tonality and frequency response, give a few comparisons, and then ultimately give a conclusion as to whether or not this is worth it. But keep in mind as well that my evaluation is weighted, so you may have different criteria where you care about different things from what I care about, and so your conclusion may ultimately end up being a little bit different. I do have to take price into consideration. I have to look at how something is relative to the competition at the price point or within a given price bracket. I can't just say, you know, across the board how different things stack up because then the lower end stuff wouldn't actually look as good as it is for the price categories that the lower end stuff comes at. And I know you guys probably want to know how this stacks up against the Tin Hi-Fi T4, which unfortunately I do not have at the moment. So hopefully one day in the future we'll be able to do a comparison between those two. But at the moment, we're just going to talk about the Moondrop Starfield. So let me just quickly begin by talking about what this all comes with. You get the IEM, of course, and then in the case you get this little carry case which I really like. This is a really nice small one. And then you get a bunch of tips here as well. Although I personally tend to gravitate more towards the foam tips for comfort. In here, you also get some tweezers. And I think, yeah, those are tweezers. And then a bunch of documentation. So I'm just gonna put all that stuff back in the box here. We don't need to talk too much about that because what we really care about is, oh my God, I I screwed this up. This is terrible. All right, I'm just gonna take this out and leave it here. We're gonna put that on the floor. All right, so let's talk about build quality, design and comfort for the Moondrop Starfield. Yep, yep, loud cars. I turn on the camera, I push record and then loud vehicles drive by. That's just how this works. So the Starfield looks incredible. This is one of the best looking IEMs I've ever seen, actually, and not just with the nice sort of shiny bluish color here going on, but also the design here. Everything about this is fantastic. They've nailed the aesthetic. It's appealing, sleek, and yet at the same time, somewhat understated, not drawing too much attention to itself. The other really nice thing is that the cable here is fantastic. I think everybody needs to do cables like this. This is one of the best looking and feeling cables. It doesn't get tangled. It's not stiff. It's wonderful. It does use the two pin style, so keep that in mind if you do want to cable swap. Now I have also heard reports of some of the paint chipping over time. I think that all just comes down to how well you take care of it. And maybe you should put some sort of foam in here, some sort of divider so they don't bang around in the case and scratch the paint on here. But in any case, yeah, this looks fantastic. And then more importantly, it's ridiculously comfortable. These are fairly small and they fit into my ear very easily. And it just, it just stays there. It doesn't feel abrasive anywhere. They're light. So for build quality, design, and comfort, I'm gonna give this a nine out of 10. This also includes, of course, the cable, the case, everything that it comes with, basically everything that's involved with just using the IEM. All right, let's talk about technical performance. For detail retrieval, yeah, this is a $110 IEM, so I don't really expect all that much. They're using a dynamic driver in here, and they're using what they call the nanotube system for the dynamic driver. Now, that's supposed to be a new way of doing dynamic drivers in IEMs. And I do think it's successful here, but I do at the same time think that the balanced armature driver IEMs have a little bit better technical performance there for detail retrieval in the higher frequencies. Dynamic drivers are usually used for bass frequencies to get a little bit more punch and slam and impact out of them. And with the Moondrop Starfield, you do absolutely get that. So you get a better bass response here than you would Uh, from balanced armature driver IEMs, but at the same time, I think the limitation for this for detail retrieval is in the treble. You know, with all that said though, I find that the lower mid-range detail retrieval for this IEM is fantastic, easily better than its price point would indicate. And so for detail retrieval, I'm gonna give this an 8.5 out of 10. Remember, relative to the price category that it comes in and the way that this competes in that, you know, 100 to $300 price range, yeah, this is really, really good. For speed and dynamics, Once again, this is fantastic. The Dynamic Driver in here, again, shines for that bass impact. It's not on the level of like, you know, the crazy $1,000 stuff that uses the hybrid systems with a ton of bass slam or anything like that, but it is noticeably more punchy than a lot of the ballast armature driver IEMs, even ones that come in at higher prices. And I'm also very impressed with the speed, the tightness, control, leading edge, the attack, all of these qualities in the lower mid-range. That is where everything comes across so distinctly and well-represented that I have to give the speed and dynamics here a nine out of 10. The other comparison that I keep thinking of is the Brainwaves B400, which is a four balanced armature driver IEM that comes in at probably a similar price, I think a little bit more expensive. And this absolutely performs better for speed and dynamics. For soundstage and imaging, the Moondrop Starfield does lose out a little bit, It's more of a kind of flatter two-dimensional image that's a little bit more intimate in my head, especially for the center image. Laterally, it is well-defined, uh, but for the center images, it is a little bit more uh, towards me. And, and I think actually in general, the drawback for a lot of these lower priced IEMs is gonna be in the sense of stage. For image distinction, however, the Moondrop Starfield is excellent. It's way better than I was expecting at this price point. So given that it's a bit of a you know mixed bag for soundstage and imaging, I'm gonna take a few marks off for soundstage, but then add a few back for instrument separation and image distinction. I'm gonna give that about an eight out of 10. Again, at the entry level price bracket, I, we don't really start to see all that much for soundstage until we get up into the $200 price range. You know, if I'm considering everything below $300, then yes, there are other IEMs out there that do a better sense of space, and you know, it's you know less of a flat image. Whereas with the Starfield, it's a very much two-dimensional kind of thing. For timbre, thankfully, we gain some ground back. You don't get any balanced armature timbre going on that sort of smearing, straining effect that can sometimes happen even with high-end multi-balanced armature IEMs because the star field uses a dynamic driver so really for the timbre here i have to give it pretty darn close to full marks this is going to get a, a 9 out of 10. it could be a little bit more natural sounding uh, but i think that's more to do with the frequency response than anything else which we will talk about next now unfortunately my measurement rig is not useful at all for IEMs to the point where i just haven't been i haven't bothered publishing it Uh, Because I don't want to mislead anybody and the reason for that is that while there is an outer ear rubber piece there The once you get past the outer ear It's literally just a tube that goes to a microphone and so there isn't any shaping to the inside where the IEMs would fit into your ears And so it doesn't take into consideration properly the various different gain factors that are conferred by the different uh, parts of your ear canal and the eardrum uh, the compensation that they use does try to get it somewhat right, but it's a little bit all over the place. So I can't really rely on that and I don't want to mislead anybody, but thankfully the Moondrop star field is tuned to the Harman target. And if anybody wants to know more about the various different targets that exist, check out some of the links below. Uh, but actually, as far as I'm aware, all Moondrop IEMs are tuned to uh, some sort of Harman target. And because I don't have any measurements for this, I'm basing it mostly off of how I hear it. You can also find some graphs online. If you just Google the frequency response for this, I think you'll come across. A number of them. Uh, so if you really want to check that stuff out, go ahead. But. The way that I hear this is that there's a little bit of bass emphasis there. Uh, it's not too much, but it is a little bit uh, emphasized to follow the Harman shelf. I find it extends a little bit further than I would like, but I don't think that it really detracts from anything. It just adds a little bit of extra sense of that fun quality. Uh, and then the mid-range, for the most part, is it, it's fairly neutral. I don't hear anything out of out of balance. It doesn't sound muffled or muted or anything like that. But then when it gets into the upper mid-range, like around 3K, 2 or 3K, I do hear a little bit of an emphasis there that it comes across as like just a little bit of a shout. It could be the case that this is not actually emphasized and it's more that the area above that, so say like 4K to 7K is just withdrawn a little bit or 5K to 7K. uh, And so the balance isn't quite where I want it to be in relation to where 2 to 3K is, but at the same time, It's not a lot and it really isn't all that offensive for most recordings. Occasionally I'll listen to a recording where I just go, oh, that guitar tone is just not quite the way that I want it to be. But really, apart from that, uh, this the frequency response here I think is fantastic. You know, there's no sibilance issues. It's a very smooth sounding treble response. Really, if there's a flaw in the frequency response, I think it's that, you know, the treble proper is just a little bit withdrawn. It's not as much, doesn't have as much energy as I think I like. Uh, and then thankfully though, above the consonant range, so like 9, 10K to 12K, there's tons of air for this IEM as well, like the treble comes back and so it's wonderfully well extended in the treble in the upper frequencies as well. So really, um, it, it comes across with an extra sense of resolution that I think, you know, the dynamic driver in here really, it it shines most strongly in the mid range, in the lower mid range, but. Because it's able to extend so far in the treble and extend as well as it does I think it actually gives a better sense of resolution than what the let's say internal detail retrieval or what I like to call internal detail retrieval would uh, Would tell me there for the lower mid-range compared to the upper treble You know for the detail retrieval in the treble you do notice that this is a lower priced entry-level IEM That's really where the limitations start to show up, but you know, the frequency response for that range is fantastic. You know, for IEMs, I think you have to be a little bit more scrutinizing for frequency response because not everybody has one of these ANK SR15s with an EQ in it. Uh, So, you know, it's not as easy to EQ your IEMs as it is to EQ your over-ear headphones. So I'm gonna give this an 8.5 out of 10. I think if it didn't have that slight imbalance there in the upper mid range, that at least that's how I hear it. I think, you know, for a lot of people, you probably won't notice that. I think a lot of the way that this comes across will depend on what the gain factors are for the individual's ear canal. So whether or not your ear specifically is amplifying certain frequencies to be a little bit more shouty than they would be for other people. Uh, And for me, I think at around like 3K Hertz is where that gets amplified a little bit more strongly. Okay, so let me move into comparisons here. Compared to the Brainwaves B400, which is really the only other IEM that I have in this price range apart from the IBASO IT01S, I think it's called. The Brainwaves B400 rolls off a little bit more in the treble. So there's better treble extension here. And this also has better bass impact and slam quality. I do think that maybe in the treble proper, the B400 is a little bit more balanced there, but in general, I think I prefer the Moondrop Starfield's frequency response. The one trade-off here, I think where the B400 wins is in the, the stage and you know the, the sense of space, which also isn't fantastic there, but I think it's a little bit better than on, on this one. But compared to the Ibasso IT01S, the Ibasso is a much more traditionally V-shaped sound, so the mid-range is a little bit more withdrawn, or you could even call this like a U-shaped sound, so it's very bass and treble focused. So for any of you guys who are into like, you know, EDM or uh, anything that really benefits from that kind of V-shape or fun sound, I think, you know, you might have more fun with this. So, you know, for a lot of the genres that I like to listen to, I tend to prefer the Moondrop Starfield. I know you guys wanna know how this does compared to the Tin Hi-Fi T4. At the moment, I just don't have that one. Um, but looking at the measurements for it, I do think that that one is a little bit brighter sounding in the treble proper, whereas this one is a little bit more relaxed in that region with a little bit more bass presence. Bear in mind that I don't think that's any replacement for actually listening to the headphones and reviewing them and going through the whole process and A and Bing them you know, you have to do side-by-side comparisons to really get a sense of how they they compare. And so for my conclusion, do I recommend the Moondrop Starfield? For IEMs, getting the tonality to sound good, getting the tuning to be really, really good is so important. And you got to be very specific about that stuff. And it's not enough to just say we have crazy technical performance, we have crazy detail retrieval and all this. Yes, it's nice when IEMs, are good at technical, you know, performance and detail retrieval and all this stuff. But, you know, I can count easily on both hands IEMs that are in the $1000 plus range that the Moondrop Starfield at $110 sounds better than. Really, I think if you're going to spend under $200 on an IEM or under under $150 on an IEM, the Moondrop Starfield should probably be somewhere near the top of that list for stuff to look into. I think the other things to consider would be, you know, again, the Tin Hi-Fi T4, or you can start getting into some of the edemotic stuff, uh, which again, there's a lot of people who swear by those. I'm not a huge fan because I don't really like the fit of those. And that's again where the Moondrop Starfield comes into play where it nails the fit and the comfort and being able to wear this for long periods of time. So based on my rating scale, which is a weighted score that takes my criteria into consideration or the things that are important to me, you may have different ones, and it also takes price into consideration. At $110, this gets an 8.6 out of 10. I think there's room for improvement here, but really not that much at the $110 price tag. I think this is already outstretching that, I think this is in fact a benchmark at $110 for IEMs. I really don't think that we could expect all that much more. You know, maybe the treble resolution could be a little bit better or the balance in the upper mid-range could be better or the soundstage could be better. But then I'm reminded that once again, this comes in at $110. Anyways, that does it for this video. If you guys like what I'm doing, consider subscribing and I'll see you guys in the next video. Thanks for watching.